da 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 You sound insane. Do you realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. It is episode number seven of our Bad Movie Marathon here on Mad About Movies. I'm so broken. Yeah. We're looking forward to tomorrow. You know, I guess that's it's always a, a new day after we do one of these. We get it all out there, you know. We, we leave no stone unturned when, when giving all of our thoughts on these bad movies. Thank you to everybody who has come along on this journey with us. The Howard the Duck episode last week, Richard, I want to say was mm-hmm. probably our, I don't know, our peak of at least ludicrous. Uh, yeah, l- it'll do that to you. The duck will, will get you. You know, um, that corkscrew will get you every time. <laughs> the, old, the old corkscrew. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're down a man tonight. We've got Brian is uh, he's out with with uh, Internet issues. He's, yeah. He's got uh, the old the old local spectrum network is overloaded or something. So no, no bride guy tonight. So you and I can get real. You think the corkscrew was bad. Now you and I can get real filthy about Theodore's hog. Yeah, about uh, Tyrannosaurus um, <laughs> getting it on with Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I'm yeah. surprised it wasn't in the first three minutes, though. I mean, because that's true. If they wanted he to stay true to any- the times, they, they would have. They would have totally just get that out of the way immediately. You, yeah, you could see where we progressed uh, in the ten years between these two films because uh, he wasn't looking at any kind of T Rex penthouse or, or you know, T Rex hustlers or anything. You know, they kind of eased the sexual tension in. Tension. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, but you know, when you have a star like George Newbern, exactly you know, the, the son-in-law from Father of the Bride. I mean, you just gotta what a what a vehicle for him. <laughs> It's right when you yeah you, you you when you have a star, you you find a vehicle for that for said star to shine, and his vehicle was anthropomorphic uh, animatronic <laughs> dinosaurs, and so it's great. This movie's crazy because it's like first off, it, it's I didn't know it existed. I missed this completely until we were doing an episode, and I was going through someone's filmography. I assume Whoopies that or I was on a Bud Court uh, deep dive. And we were doing an episode, and I was like on my phone, and I was like Theodore Rex because I have read the uh, Edmund Morris has a trilogy of Theodore Roosevelt docu- uh, biographies. The first of which is the Rise of Theodore Roosevelt, which is a long rumored Leonardo DiCaprio Scorsese joint, and the second one is Theodore Rex. And I was like, that's weird. Maybe it's a documentary or something. I don't know. So I clicked it, and I saw this poster, and didn't know it existed. And and well. And then it looks like one of those movies on a show like 30 Rock or these sort of Hollywood parody type shows or movies that would, you know, have the fake movie posters <laughs> right. up, you know, like a movie star and a dinosaur. Like the, uh, the merman uh, yeah. thing from Tropic Thunder. Tropic yeah. Thunder. Uh, the Funny People has a bunch of those like fake Sandler comedies. No, the merman was funny. Uh, was funny people. Yeah, yeah that's right. right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, it kind of looks like that. And it's this wonderful thing of... Everything that was trending, you got Whoopi, you know, maybe not at her peak, but fresh off her peak. You have dinosaurs, everything in the early to mid-90s was dinosaurs, and you have a buddy cop film. It's it's like, it's definitely a film that Studio Notes made, but I don't know. It <laughs> seems to be this Jonathan uh, Bitoul, uh, who wrote and directed, he's an Artur, Kent. Yeah, yeah, um, it's just purely artistic vision. Yeah, so maybe it wasn't, but this is like something where... Old white dudes go, you know what's hot right now? Dinosaurs, buddy cop films, and Whoopi Goldberg. Make it work. It seems like it would be that, but maybe this was a vision uh, long long in the making. But we'll talk about that as we go, I'm sure. Yes. And just to tease what's coming up here on Mad About Movies in the coming weeks. Oh, jeez. We, we still got the Bad Movie Marathon going, man. As, I know, As long man. as this... It's worth dying in a movie theater, I think, for us to open these things. At first, I said... Oh no! I don't. You can't open movie theaters up. This is about because Texas reopened them last week, even though nothing's in the theaters, and it's like that seems like a bad idea. Um, now I'm in favor of it because if if I die not having to watch these old bad movies, I died well. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we talk about not going to the movies right now and not putting ourselves in harm's way. Yeah, aren't we putting ourselves in harm's way mentally by doing this totally, for totally. twelve weeks at a time? You know, I don't yeah. know how the shows that do bad movies all the time even do it. I can't. 
I can't fathom that. Uh, uh, doing it year round for you know seven years, doing all bad movies. I guess if if that's your thing, that. then that's your thing. But I I have to have, see good movies every now and then. I can't or talk Be- about them. You know, uh, totally because of the title of our show. Uh, mad about movies. I think people sometimes have the misconception that we are one of those podcasts uh, that just dumps on bad movies all the time. And it, instead, it's because we, you know, love Paul Reiser, mm-hmm. um, as we, you know, as we know, and Helen Hunt. Wow. Yeah, I love Helen Hunt. She was in a dream of mine the other night. It was very odd. Uh, I'll ask about that later. Yeah, it was. I'll go ahead and make I, a yeah, note. go ahead and. It was <laughs> no. a very odd dream, and and maybe Is it in Twister the, related. No, in the VIP, I'll, I'll maybe. I'll maybe go with details. It was, I've been having, I think I've talked about that in the VIP. I've been having some insane dreams lately. I've been casting a lot of things in my dreams. This was a a very weird, a very weird dream that involved Sly Stallone and Helen Hunt. So it was, it was, I don't know where that came in my, my mind's eye, but it was there in the dream. And that's true to true detective season five, isn't it? I would love that. Yeah. Could we make that happen? We start that Uh, petition now. (laughs) Gosh. Um, wow, yeah. No, it's a uh, it's a beating doing this, and uh, it makes me really appreciate... You know, we always say uh, bad movies are easy to do shows on, and good movies are easy to do shows on. What's hard to do is, like, the movie that's a C plus. I might amend that. After doing, like, nine F-minuses in a row, <laughs> I, I, I would kill for a C plus right now. That's that's a good point. It, that I'd, would look like the uh, like Casablanca, and we'll get to that later. Uh, I guessed it on another podcast. Shout out to Ellen at the Love That Movie Pod. I know you've been on there as well. Um, and I talked about Michael Clayton, mm. and uh, it was weird to watch a good movie and say positive things. I kind of hadn't scratched that muscle in, in some time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I talked about uh, Fargo, which is my favorite movie. On her podcast, it's called "Love That Movie." If you guys want to check out, I think all of us have been on there at this point. Um, Brian yeah, I was, I was the, I was the hammer. I batted clean up. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You know, she definitely just wanted me last because I, the least interested in me. But, but it was fun. It's a good, good pod where people come on and talk about their favorite movie. It's a little different than ours. Well, yeah, we need that. We, we got this going on right now, and just like I said, just to tease what's coming up. First of all. We're doing our Seinfeld retrospective over in the VIP, and that's been a really fun time. We yes. have talked some positivity about Seinfeld True. and that journey, and Brian is going through that binge for the first time from season one to season nine, all in a row. He's never done that. Richard and I have done that numerous times. and uh, we I'm kind of always doing that. that, yeah. Yeah, every time I watch it, I kind of watch it in order. Um, depending on the season, I'll just hit play and let it roll or whatever, but... Um, yeah, man, Brian is is doing that, and it's it's been really fun. But we've we've got uh, we got throwbacks in there as well. We got a total recall 1990 episode coming up in the VIP as well. We've got Braveheart on the way. Mm. We're doing a MacGruber commentary track that you can sync up with your MacGruber experience. That'll be coming mm. to the VIP feed as well. And I think the main sell of the VIP now is the Discord and, and being able to be in there and and you know, talk a lot with our, our VIPs and have that community of, of movie lovers there that are always, and I mean, always sharing stuff. I was up, I, I woke up at like three in the morning the other day, uh, randomly. And I, I checked my phone and, uh, there were people just talking to the discord, just up late at night, nothing else to do and find some like-minded people to share some movie thoughts with people staying up late, watching movies and, and laughing about them or crying about them in our case. And, and it's great, man. It, it's really fun. I love the Discord. Love talking music in there. We we had a great chat the other day about our top five favorite bands among with our VIPs, and that was a really fun conversation. We got a lot of good music taste happening in our VIP club, so that makes me feel great. And so, yeah, check it out over there and join us over there. And hopefully, if you're not already, you can become a subscriber over at madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP and get all that bonus content up for you. I think Brian... Uh, to this point, has done daily recommends for almost every day of the quarantine. So there's like yes. 25 daily recommends episodes for you to catch up Crazy. on if you're just now joining us. And uh, those Brian are all copes great. by podcasting. Yeah, he does. Yeah, what, yeah. you did one of those. What did you do yours on? I did mine on a, a documentary called Netflix, right, versus, Netflix the versus the World. Yeah, and, and we had a great conversation about how Netflix started and and kind of their impact on the movie business and then we we transition into a little quibi talk so if you want our thoughts uh, on quibi to... check that out is quibi still around is that still we uh, had a, functioning we had a, a, a bet going on what's going to be around longer coronavirus or quibi oh wow and i think we all said coronavirus so that's a great prop i mean you that you should be able to gamble on that 
Like, actually, that's a great prop. Um, wow. Yeah, no, that's a good one. All right. Well, check that out at com slash VIP. But on the main feed, we've got coming up, we've got, of course, Theodore Rex, and then we've got After Earth, the M. Night Shyamalan masterpiece coming next week. And then Brian will definitely, if he's not already out permanently, he'll definitely be out after the week after that when we talk Gotti with John Travolta. Mm-hmm. We got garbage pale kids movie. He actually asked us a little inside uh, track. We, we were gonna do uh, Battlefield Earth followed by Gotti. Right. He said and, he needed uh, the he buffer w- week. He was like, I need a few weeks between those. Yeah. Like, actually, for my mental health, like I can't do that. So, like, <laughs> he was okay. serious too. Yeah, he, he was. Like, no, really, I can't. <laughs> so yeah, pray, prayers up for Brian. And yeah, after that, uh, hopefully we're out of the. You know this thing sooner rather than later. So we haven't permanently, permanently booked a lot of stuff. But just on the horizon after that, we've got Catwoman. We need to get to. Mm, excited we, for that one. We've got. You ever seen that? I've never seen that one. No. I'm excited for your thoughts on that. That's going to be a real Kent. There's just a lot of things aesthetically wrong with it. Okay, that I, I can't think wait. you'll you'll enjoy. We've got maybe. Dragon Ball Evolution, which is one of the biggest flops ever. I don't even know what that is. It's a live action Dragon Ball Z movie, so so get pumped for that. It's live I'm action not, anime. Just I'm not do- okay with with uh, all white people. I'm not doing a bit here. Oh, good. So yeah. you know it's good. Yeah, I'm not doing a bit. I'm not doing like a fake old guy thing. It's just I'm the dumb one. I'm admitting that because I missed it. I thought until this moment that Dragon Ball Z was a Pokemon. I thought that was a oh, character. Really? Yeah. It's its own thing. Got it. Um, Understood. Yeah, it's like it's like Pokemon, but just in the fact that it's anime, it's not really like yep. that. Not making fun but of anyone. Yeah, it's I'm making fun like, of me. It's I'm, like superhero I'm anime superhero kind of thing. Cool. I'm can't wait. Yeah, it's. I'll, I'll be going in real cold on that one. Yes. I won't know what's up. I haven't watched it since I was probably I don't know elementary school. So yeah, it's a. Uh, hopefully, it's it's adapting the Dragon Ball that I was at least uh, familiar with as a, as a youth. And then after that, we're going to have to get uh, Megan Spell on the show to, mm. to talk to us about Dungeons and Dragons, the movie from 2000, because I know nothing about Dungeons and Dragons oh, whatsoever. Okay. Uh, is Megan a D&D person? She is, I think. Okay, yeah. cool. I'm excited. They, they, I, did, they did an episode on the, on the VIP. That was her daily recommends, where they talked about Dungeons and Dragons. Cool. Um, I, have, I have no frame of reference there, other Me than either. that I know it's a, it's a game. That's the one with like the 18-sided die, right? I, or like some, I think I, so. Gosh, we look. I we think sound that's so a Weezer song, isn't stupid. it? Yeah, I know that song. I think that's D and D, but we'll find out. In the garage, I, is the song. we're cool guys. We're cool guys coming in. And uh, one of my my least favorite movies experiences, at least, was uh, was Rollerball in two thousand two, and we'll get to that yeah. one. That's a whopping, I think, one percent on the old RT. Oh, three percent. Wow. So. I think there's a. Uh, also, it made for TV movie with Dean Cain. That's also Rollerball from like 1999. Oh, really? Plus the, plus the original. So, you, I mean, if you really want to dive in, uh, you know. Oh, I do. I, you know. I I, yeah, I know. I really want to dive in. Because um, I know you've seen most of Dean Cain's work. I do. I'm a Dean Cain completist. I can't believe I missed that one. <laughs> yeah. I do. Have you ever heard the... Uh, the uh, there's a really funny John Mulaney bit about Dean Cain. Have you ever seen, <laughs> ever seen that? He's talking about Law and Order, and he talks about um, they have a murder lineup in Law and Order, and one of the dudes is Dean Cain, who's cl- clearly going to be the killer because you know they have an actor that you recognize as the person. And uh, John Mulaney goes, I, "I always thought it'd be funny if the woman in the d- looking at the lineup is like, okay, no, I don't wait. Is that Dean Cain? <laughs> he should play himself in a Law and Order lineup. Always made me laugh." All right. Well, I'll have to check that out. I, like I said, I got a lot of Dean Kane stuff to to get to that I wasn't aware about. Oh, also, Godzilla 1998 is going to be on the horizon, probably. And I'm pushing for you guys, just because I want to talk about the experience, I'm pushing to do Green Lantern at some point. So if this thing goes into July, we might have to see Green Lantern episode come to fruition that was, here. That was a tough one for me and... Uh... Brian, Brian and I saw that one together. We've yes. told that story before, but that's a tough Richard rewatch. That'll be that'll be hard on the on the soul. Yeah, exactly. I have not seen that one in its entirety too, so that'll be quite an experience, I'm sure. But man, what an experience Theodore Rex was. And you know, you mentioned the book. 
Theodore Rex, the the Teddy Roosevelt yeah. bio, biography. How much do you want to bet? And in fact, I'm willing to bet Jonathan R. Butel just saw that book title and was like, Theodore Rex? What the crap is And then looked at it and yeah. was like, oh, it's a Theodore Roosevelt thing. He's like, but what if yeah, there was a name. Tyrannosaurus Rex named Theodore? Wait, I think I got something here. And then Let's he see. No, he did. That didn't happen because the book came out in one. Oh Darn man, it. the first one came out, but I think that yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that's Maybe what he, I was convinced. But okay, okay. Or he traveled. He was living in two thousand and three. Traveled back in time after seeing the book thing to make it in the mid nineties. You don't know. You can't prove I'm wrong. Yeah, I, that's true. <laughs> he, he maybe time traveled and. I mean, maybe he lives in a futuristic society, just like Theodore Rex does. In the he has no Wikipedia, which is weird. Like, you know what I mean? He's uh... yeah, he's erased. I think he erased himself from the zeitgeist <laughs> so he, after this. He might be a uh, he might be a, a looper or something because um, <laughs> you know. I mean, to to direct a Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg movie, Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg is another uh, a Star Wars character. Yes, yeah. Star Wars. That should be that's Chewie's mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, I didn't know Chewie was a member of the tribe. That's great. Um, but I, I think, uh, I think, uh, that to direct a Whoopi Goldberg movie in the nineties and not have a Wikipedia is pretty, that's great work. Exactly. Yeah. The, um, somebody, um, it, it's funny because there's like no Wikipedia for this movie either. There's like a small, like one sentence plot write up on it. And there's no information on this movie. I think like everybody – one of the things I did find was that everybody that worked on the movie started out working on it. And they said by the end of filming that 99% of the crew had, had turned over. Everybody wow. quit like midway through and they kept having to refill uh, the the spaces there. But I'm excited to talk about Theodore Rex with you. And you know what we can do – is uh, getting into a little bit of spoiler talk here with it and all that. So stay tuned for that. But before we do that, I want to tell you about a great, great company called Keeps that has helped me keep my hair and can help you keep your hair too. The older we get, the more hair we lose. It's just the fact of life. No one gains more hair the older they get. And there are different ways to combat that hair loss and there are some awkward ways to combat that hair loss as well. But the least awkward way that I have found, and trust me, I have looked everywhere, is our friends over at Keeps. Two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35. So in the case of our podcast, two out of the three of us will eventually have some problems with this. But there is some good news. Keeps has proven treatments that can combat the symptoms of hair loss and keep the hair on your head at half the cost of your local pharmacy. You don't have to go broke to avoid going bald. Prevention is key. Keeps has revolutionized the way men are treated for hair loss. Thanks to Keeps, you don't have to go to a doctor's office for your hair loss prescription. Now you can just visit a doctor online. Get your hair loss medication delivered to your home discreetly. No more waiting rooms. No more pharmacy checkout lines. Keeps has you covered. So, trust me, I have done it all. I've gone to doctors. I've done surgeries. I've done prescriptions. And honestly, I wish I had known about Keeps before going through all that stuff because Keeps has better results, it's cheaper, and you don't have to be embarrassed by talking to a bunch of physicians, you don't have to drive anywhere. That's one hell of a deal, if you ask me, for getting to keep your hair. So, Keeps are offering our listeners here at Mad About Movies a special deal. If they want to keep their hair, they can take action at Keeps.com slash mad. You receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash mad. Receive that first month free of hair loss treatment. It's keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash mad. Keep your hair, guys. Keep it with keeps. So, Richard, let's get right into Theodore Rex. Without further ado, we stalled as long as we possibly can. Uh, man, what, what was your first... You said you did not know this movie existed until this... Yeah, and I would say yeah. I have a pretty strong uh, memory for like '90s culture. I'm not okay. like a jerk about it, but I, I I have a pretty good idea of the zeitgeist from pretty much everything post 1994 and until today. 
you know, I'm pretty aware of things and, and I'd either push this out of my brain or, or never somehow seen anything related to it. But yeah, I did not know this movie existed until about three months ago. And again, I clicked it, you know, I saw that on a filmography. I was like, what is this? And uh, yeah, weird, weird movie. I don't, weird, wild stuff. Yeah, it, it's, it doesn't make much sense to me. The only thing that could maybe make sense to me about this is thinking that, I mean, this is post Jurassic Park. Yeah, so that's what I mean. It's all notes. <laughs> that's why it I mean, it's def- sense to me that I mean, it doesn't make sense because, like, didn't they set the bar so high on dinosaur content with Jurassic Park that anything after that is just going to be a joke? You know, if this if this came out in let's say when Howard the Duck came out in 1986, mm-hmm. that this would be a little more acceptable because it's like, oh yeah, well. We we knew people like dinosaurs, but we didn't really have the technology to do them right, and there was no real way to do it. And you know, this is the best kind of we can muster at the time. It's like okay, that makes sense. But I guess they they look at the success of the 1990s uh, hit sitcom Dinosaur and just say, what if we just took that technology and threw it into a buddy cop mm-hmm. movie starring Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg? Because we've talked about this before, I think, but. I want to remind you and the listener, Dinosaurs, the 1990s hit sitcom, hit, <laughs> keyword. Huge hit. Four seasons of yeah. Dinosaurs. <laughs> Great finale, too. They just die. Yeah, they, they see the Ice Age coming. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's good times. Yeah, there's a whole uh, slash film oral history on this. Uh, this had a $35 million budget, which I assume, you know, uh, Whoopi got... Um, a pretty big check for this. She, she got seven million. Okay, yeah. I mean, so so really, a twenty-five million dollar budget. That's still twenty-four million dollars too high. But uh, you know, you got new, you got George Newbern again, fresh between Father of the Bride and Father of the Bride Part Two. So I mean, that's probably at eleven to thirteen million dollar check. Well, what actually happened there with Whoopi <laughs> Goldberg is this is funny is she actually verbally agreed to do the movie in, two, in 1992. And I think Jurassic Park came out after that, 93. And so she, of course, backed out of this, didn't want to do it. But the director and producers held her to that verbal agreement and sued her for $20 million wow. for backing out. And so she had no choice but to do it or pay $20 million. Her, her attitude as the character... R- Shows that I would say Coltrane. Do you know her name's Coltrane in the movie yeah, too? They don't yeah. ever say that. In no, the movie. they never say it. They never say it like directly to her. They it always only, made like, every me five minutes. It made me think of uh, in Royal Tenenbaums, where Gene Hackman racistly calls uh, Danny Glover's character Coltrane. He's like, "You just call me Coltrane." <laughs> yeah, that is kind of a a racist. Th- I mean, there's racial undertones to this entire film. We can mm. get to that, but I feel like they're trying to say. So much with this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and well, they're coming off that sort of, you know, they're hyping up. There was the cross-racial action things of, like, Lethal Weapon. And then it's like, well, let's do it cross-racial and kind of do, do the same. Let's do Lethal Weapon with a, di- a, t- a Tyrannosaurus Rex and Whoopi. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really weird. In the weird. future. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, it's, it's absurd to think that a dinosaur uh, could be a, a buddy cop. In 1995, Kent. I mean, obviously. Right. But who knows? 31 years later, you know, with technology, we could have a whole fleet of dinosaur cops. And so, not only are they dinosaur cops, Richard, but they're they're dinosaur cops that are the size of humans, too. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't an normal size no. dinosaur. This is a... No. It's it's comparable to the height of Whoopi Goldberg. It's a, so they call those toy T Rexes. Yeah, they they miniaturized them with some inbreeding and, <laughs> and got him down to that size. But he's it's he's a fully gruesome he's, practice. He's, yeah, but he's it, hit puberty he's, too. He's fully past puberty. It's not like it's a kid. You know, it's uh, no it's he, gruesome he, practice. He's he's uh yeah though no, he's topping out there. You know, he's like six two. Yeah, <laughs> which you know in the future could be the average height of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. You don't know. We don't know. I've seen that they're uh, working on that, on bringing dinosaurs back still. Because they're not scary if they're your size. That's the thing. It's the size that make the dinosaurs scary. What's amazing, though, if you were to, like, purchase one, it's only, like, $1.2 million. 
exactly. for, a, for a T-Rex, according yeah. to Jurassic World. Cliff Fallen Kingsbury's Kingdom. house in Scottsdale is six uh, brontosauruses. <laughs> if you're looking for the exchange rate. Right. Exactly. So T-Rex, uh, Theodore Rex, has his own apartment. Yeah. He's got a dog, which for some reason doesn't eat doesn't eat the dog. <laughs> well, it's a very carnivorous animal to have a pet <laughs> like that. T-Rex's best friend. You know what they say in the future. You don't know they don't say that. So. T-Rex's best friend. That is, that's what they say. <laughs> um, and our first introduction to Whoopi Goldberg is she sees crime going down and she zip lines into the, <laughs> into the crime scene. She's wearing like a... Thank God that zip line was there. It, it was, yeah. It was like a Batman, basically yeah. like a Batarang, batarang. zip line kind of thing going on. And that's like one of the main weapons of law enforcement in the future. Everybody Dude. just batarangs and zip lines places. <laughs> I, it's more efficient. My, I don't know uh, how, but they figured that out by the future. Oh, yeah. I got pulled over for an expired tag a couple weeks ago, and the guy just shot a batarang into my car <clears throat> and then just zip lined up to me and asked for my license registration. And I was like, Dude, you damaged my bumper. And he said, That's just how they travel. I, I know. He goes to like this, uh, I guess it's like a gala for for police officers mm-hmm. and he runs into a human, a human guy who's like, Teddy, is that you? It's like, dude, <laughs> how many anthropomorphic T-Rexes do you know? Not, <laughs> it's dude, not a uh, yeah, I know. Well, there's Larry and there's, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of them. <laughs> it's, you know, most, they're mostly, you know, in the Midwest, but they've, they've worked their way. Yeah. yeah, it's it's. Uh, I love that this movie is described as science science fiction. I saw that. Yeah, that made me laugh for a good two and a half minutes. <laughs> the the legacy of Isaac Asimov is complete, <laughs> based on the Philip K. Dick bestseller. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's, incred- that's incredible. Uh, I, I, one of the funnier things about this is the fact that he wears uh, triple toed Chuck Taylors. <laughs> I know. This is when Converse died. You know, we were watching the Jordan documentary last night. You see that they kind of whiff on MJ. And, you know, they let Nike basically build a super brand off of one athlete. And that was the first nail in the coffin. But the second one was allowing the Chucks from Converse to be the the official shoe of of Teddy Rex. Exactly. And triple triple, uh, Converse. So he he basically had to buy... Uh, I don't know. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, uh, four, four, three pairs of of mm-hmm. Converse for one. Yep, for one person. So I mean, it was very expensive for him to dress this way, but he was a cool hip Tyrannosaurus Rex. He wasn't mm-hmm. the your average. Well, yeah, T-Rex. yeah. No, he's the fun one. You know, he he likes to party. He's no he's no Molly Rex or Oliver Rex. You know, he's just no. t- this is Theodore Rex. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, the movie kicks off with a with a case where Theodore Rex, he, he works in PR, by the way, for the, mm-hmm. for, you know, most dinosaurs, they're either you, human resources or PR. And that, he's yeah. PR. Yeah. PR they, T-Rex. They do have a great uh, HR and PR school um, at Dinosaur Tech in the future. <laughs> you do. don't know they don't. You can't prove they don't. It's all online too, Dinosaur Tech. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the Phoenix University of of the futuristic alternate. Hey, it's University of Phoenix, Kent. Show some respect. F- sorry. I'm a Phoenix. University dude. of Phoenix. It's the Grand Canyon University of <laughs> It's an online college with a Christian slant. So I don't, it's weird for a dinosaur to go to like a Christian college because I don't know yeah, how that contradicts, is. but Yeah. Yep. It's very I think it'd very be very uh, <laughs> science based, but hey. I'm not yep. going to complain about it. Sure. So, so yeah, the 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 call to arms, if you will, get it with the T Rex arms. The call to arms, mm-hmm. if you will, I like it. Is a dinosaur has committed dinocide. Mm-hmm. Because we call it human side when <laughs> humans kill each other, yeah, or kill themselves. Yeah, we have to make that clear. They, they could not. Clear. In fact, what's funny about this movie. And this is the opposite of Howard the Duck, which is just totally all in on, okay, this is a movie about a walking, talking duck. This movie takes itself so seriously. <laughs> I, know. I know. That it's That's almost incredible. That, like, no, they're going for like a, a, they're going for a more, a less comedic lethal yeah. weapon. 
Yeah. No, it's – and the sci-fi part is real. They are – Yes. Trying to make this – like they're trying to kind of figure out what the future would be like and what terms we would use and the legalities around, well, you can't call it homicide because it's not a hominid creature. So thus, it has to be, you know, all that stuff. You know, like Jonathan, whatever his name is, writing this is just high-fiving himself constantly. Oh, the, He uh, never works again, satire. by the way. This yeah. is the last thing he ever did. Oh, so. of course. It had to be. This was, by the way, the, the highest budget for a direct-to-DVD yeah. movie or direct-to-video movie. And it was actually supposed to be in theaters, but it tested so bad that they had no choice but to put it on on VHS or whatever it was at the time. And they were I like, think their best interest would be just to not have released it, just to eat it. Uh, maybe. They paid Or to like burn the, re- I think they were burn the reels in a fire like, and try to get some insurance money. What I think they were hoping what happened was that nobody would see it. Like they would yeah. put it out and like some kids would see it and would never remember it. But yeah, this this thing they said they just they just put it out as a family movie and they threw it at, at, at the video store and they're like, okay, some dumb kids gonna walk by and be like, oh, a Tyrannosaurus Rex, that looks cool. I'm gonna rent that and they did and they all remember and here we are. So yeah, uh, it was it, released internationally in theaters, which is why I oh. think a lot of people blame um, kind of our interventionist military policy. Or the way, you know, the the constant, like, berating that we tell other countries that we're the greatest country in the world. But I think other ca- countries hate us because we force them to go see this in the theaters. <laughs> this was the – this was when, yeah, America needed to become great again, if they say, yeah. <laughs> was this. was Theodore Rex. And and this is exports that we put out there into the, uh, into the world. It's so funny that the cops, like, you know, uh, yeah, Theodore Rex wants to be a, a cop. We've been looking to have our first dino cop. Mm-hmm. He's Why? the Jackie Robinson of that. Yeah. You can't Why? take that away from him. He is. He is. Why Why do they need a dino cop? I don't... <laughs> Are the humans that bad at copying that, <laughs> that they need to, like... Maybe a Tyrannosaurus Rex could do a better job. Well, they had made a dinosaur... I know dinosaur- they have limited movement and, you know, have to turn their head completely <laughs> completely around to see, around, you know, see everything, but maybe... And they can't fit in normal cop cars. There's a whole list of things why yeah. not to have a, a dino cop. But this was, I guess they wanted to be the groundbreakers. Well, they know? had a new zip line that could support a dinosaur. Oh, they, did. they had yeah. to try it out. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. And then, and then one of the other cops is like, "Oh no, that's a horrible idea." And the the, the original guy's like, "What are you, a, a speciesist?" Yeah. So it's well, a, that's a, just a called racist, political. Speci- that's social commentary. Racist. Yeah, that's social it's, commentary, yeah, Kent. It is. Sorry you weren't woke enough at the time to handle the future. You know what this movie is? And I'm not joking. It might be better than this movie. You remember Bright? Richard? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This, no, it this is Bright. Bright. This yeah. is Bright. I thought the same Buddy thing. Buddy Cop. And it's like two no, this different is species. Better. This, this is, is way better. better because it's ridiculous. <laughs> Bright yeah. is is trying to be fairy lives matter. Like all that stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it is so in your face. And it's trying to be so deep, and it's just terrible. This is at least trying to be deep, but I think there's some surface-level humor <laughs> of this ri- ridiculous nature of what's going on. And just they didn't have the technology at the time to make it not absurd. So it's hilarious. Every, every, exactly. frame, every frame that the dinosaur is in is <laughs> inherently hilarious, which Bright, unfortunately, doesn't have. Just kind of some upsetting CGI. We go now then to the Extinct Species Club, mm-hmm. which... I was in that in high school. What about you? <laughs> I was. We only yeah. talked. <laughs> yeah. I was a big Dodo Bird fan yeah. back in the day. You were. Yeah. You that's were. All my life was Dodos from... And we hated those endangered kid clubs. Kids. Yeah. Those endangered club kids, they were the worst. They were. We were full, you know... We're full get extinct. All, yeah. <laughs> yeah, full extinct. We battled <laughs> It's extinct them. or nothing. Yeah, endangered, yeah. get that crap out of here. I don't care if there's 400 tigers and <laughs> left in society. We... We're it was like the, the Jets and the Sharks, man. Ironically, bo- the Sharks are endangered. But- Let me just say, Richard, the the four four week presentation you gave on the California Condor it mm. moved me. Thank you. Still, I'm still affected, but to this day by it. <laughs> Thank you. It was uh, it was the best I could do. One time, I was in Quick Tangent. I was in Las Vegas for a, uh, a buddy's bachelor party, and I was playing blackjack very late into the evening uh, with his brother. And we're sitting there at a table. So it's two of us, and the other three seats are kind of rotating in and out. We're, we're doing well enough to sit there for a few hours. And uh, anyway, 
we just started telling Andy, the older brother, just started telling people, everybody, hey, what are you guys in town for? And Andy would just say, the, the Conference of the Americas. <laughs> and mm. then they would ask, it was a very Kent bit, and then they would ask, oh, what's that? He's like, well, he pointed me, he's like, he's presenting on South America for a few hours, and then I present on North America. <laughs> it's the Conference of the Americas. And they're like, oh, it's really interesting. And that was, we we kept that going for like seven <laughs> hours at my job table. So no no one's doing Central America? It's like, no, just don't no. bring it up. Don't, don't <laughs> exactly. even come. Literally, that was yeah. an actual, like, we had it going all night. It was super funny. That's great. So we still, like, our group text is still Conference of the Americas 2015 or whatever. So the Extinct Species Club in the movie is a is a dance club. For extinct mm-hmm. species, but it's called that, but none of them are extinct. I right, I know. I wonder because <laughs> they're know. still around. I don't. I, it should be the formerly extinct. extinct yeah, formerly club. extinct club. There you go. That's more accurate. Yeah, I mean, it's great. You should celebrate that. I mean, that's a big comeback story. If you can go from being ex- extinct to no longer being extinct, I'm all down for a dance party. But at least get your nomenclature right. I think, but it says this is an alternate futuristic society. True. So this makes me think it's like dinosaurs this, never were extinct. They coexisted with humans uh, okay. all along. It's the multiverse theory. You're right. This is sci-fi. And why is it the extinct species club if they were never oh, extinct right. to begin with? Wow. I don't, okay. I gotta watch. A lot this of contradictions again. happening gotta, at Theodore Rex that my mind. Got to drop mushrooms and watch this. I'm thing taking again. way I'm taking this way too seriously. I fully realize, but it's I gotta you know doing my due diligence here. Got to do all mm-hmm. I can. He drives actually before that. It's a extinct species club is a dino burlesque club, and he watches little dino burlesque like you do. You know when you're post pubescent uh, T Rex, you got to get your burlesque on every now and then. Uh, What was with the '90s and and burlesque slash stripper shows? I guess there was no internet back then, so yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it either cabaret, you know, had you get a, a, a duck, you get a little topless duck playboy, or maybe a <laughs> yeah, something like do. that. But sure, a, lot, a lot of burlesque moments uh-huh. in '90s movies that, especially a sci-fi family film, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, but still not enough. My favorite little tidbit from this is the uh, the guy that plays the um, the Elizar or whatever his name was, uh, Armin Mueller Stahl, the German guy. He went from this, walked off the set, and went right into the Oscar-nominated Shine. <laughs> nice. The, the Jeffrey Rush movie about the piano player? I think I, always, I think uh, Whoopi went straight from this to Eddie. Man, that's a run. What, what a run. Uh, he actually, Theodore Rex, drives one of those frog <laughs> duck car things uh-huh. that like is a car slash boat. <laughs> for, for whatever reason, I guess if you're in PR, you have to... Drive people around in a amphibious <laughs> vehicle. I don't couldn't get that reference, or maybe that's a shout out to Howard the Duck in some way. But have you ever ridden on one of those amphibious things? Neither have I. Yeah, I haven't. Would love to. Always one of my dreams. Always, yeah, bucket list. Got to ride on one of those duck cars, but never, never's made it happen. Oh man, we got another very deep satire here. Really, is the word I'm looking for. Of quote, you cannot judge a dino by its skin. Mm-hmm. Unquote. You can't. You can't. You, Do you think you, there's you, any parallels there to to modern society, or is that just strictly so many? Do they have skin though, technically, or is it? Shouldn't have been. You can't judge a dinosaur by its scales or something. Does that still count as skin? That's true. I wasn't. Are they great... scales? Do dinos have scales? I think they have skin. Okay. I think they have rough, rough, leathery skin, like a like a lizard, not like a. Like okay. an iguana. Like got I mean, it. Iguanas have scales, but there's some lizards that, like a frog, you know, doesn't have scales. It's got, yeah, it's got skin. It's amphibious. Maybe that's, <gasps> maybe that's why they have the uh, oh, frog thing. The frog it's, card. Oh, it's, it's all my mind, dude. Yeah, you're full. Uh, uh, Russell Crowe in in the uh, math movie right now in the window. You're, you're putting <laughs> the whole. That's a good. That's a good comparison. I am a beautiful mind. I'm beautiful. Yeah, beautiful mind. Right now. It's beautiful minding right now. It's so hard. <laughs> so, so yeah, and, and also they call the human soft skins too. So they're pretty, they're pretty specious in this movie too. Mm-hmm. The dinos for calling us. You don't judge us by our skin. Come on, it's very deep. It is. I'd rather be it's a rough rich. skin. Yeah, you've always said that. Yeah. Another glorious moment. And this is another 90s cliche. Roller hockey. 
big roller hockey sequence mm -hmm. in, in Theodore Rex. It was peaking in 95, so you had to work that into the plot somehow. Yeah, and, and that was, again, again, this is like someone, some coked up studio executive that was like, all right. Again, the weird part is that this came from a single vision, but it's more believable. He's like, okay, dinosaurs, buddy cops, rollerblading, rollerblading, amphibious vehicles, <laughs> the future, um, let's make it. Try Tri truck trailers. Yeah. <laughs> it's Johnny Depp. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, Johnny Depp. Duffy. Duffy, give me my scarf. <laughs> Bring me my scarf. <laughs> but yeah, it's like everything from I'm surprised that like the it didn't include the bulls or like Wayne Gretzky. There's no pog, there's no pog tournament yeah, no, sequence yeah. in this. That's all it's missing. <laughs> Get a little Macarena dance going and I think that was post this, but anyway. It's like uh, gosh, uh, so nineties. There's like there's like there's like graffiti all over the walls and stuff and these cool kids are playing a little street hockey and the rollerblades. It's a great moment. We got this spy character, like spy with one eye is what I call him. That's the most mm -hmm. over-the-top, yeah. ridiculous, villainy uh, character maybe I've ever seen in a movie. He is insane. I don't <laughs> – I, I would try to do the voice here, but I don't want you to have to mute <laughs> me or turn this off permanently because it's so ridiculous. Yeah, he's really bringing it. Yeah, he's taking it very seriously, and I wonder what kind of – direction he got from Jonathan Butel to he's like you're not quite getting it it's more crazy it's more ridiculous okay you're still not getting it you got to go even <laughs> crazier you know it's just and so bigger insane. Steven yes bigger <laughs> bigger louder more arm movement <laughs> out of a he's got a megaphone on come on Steven bring it he directs like it's a huge I mean 33 million you can get a megaphone then uh we have a, a character Who's using butterfly bombs? Mm -hmm. It's like a butterfly yep. Chinese star or something. And he's, he's just trying like, to create that new ice age. Yeah. He's like a samurai weapon maker guy. No, we don't find out about the ice age guy until literally oh. 10 minutes left in the movie. Oh, they yeah. Don't no, reveal, right. <laughs> they don't reveal the why they're actually chasing this guy until mm -hmm. 10 minutes left. And he's like, I'm going to create a new ice age. What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! Yeah, it's our second Ice Age. Maybe just, we should do Ice Age on this. Oh, just to create the trilogy. That's too like, good. One of, it's too good for this. Are, are the sequels all good? I've never seen an Ice Age. Is I there a bad... I've seen I know there's like nine of them, the so first is one, one of them bad? I saw the one that was in 3D. I can't remember what that okay. one's called. I think that's the third one. But I have yeah. no idea if any of them are good besides, besides... I don't even remember the third one. It was like 2008, maybe, it came out or something? I don't remember. Anyway, it's... Uh, it's very funny how over the top these villains are, and there's like four of them in the movie, so you never really know who they're who they're chasing. And like I said, they don't reveal the plan until ten minutes left, and then Theodore Rex just does like one thing and ends the plan, and the movie's over. <laughs> it's like it, it's such a build up for no mm -hmm. particular reason whatsoever. Um, there's a there's a moment where Whoopi thinks Theodore farted, and he goes, "No." I didn't blow my butt trumpet. <laughs> you don't yeah, say that. Dude. You don't God. say you're. Come you on, call, dude. I call it I've, heard, I've always heard you talk about it. I honk the butt trumpet. Yourself, a lot. Yeah, you yeah. call yourself Miles Davis of the butt trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard you. I've heard you say you that. Have, yeah. <laughs> There's a moment where Theodore is trying to get into like the secure area, and he keeps trying to p press in this passcode, and it's like access denied. Access denied. Straight, and then, he, and then he hits it with his tail, and it goes, and it blows up like it starts smoking, and then it goes, "Ouch!" Like it has a literal uh, <laughs> yeah, it feels sense of feelings. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, duh. It's the future, dude. <laughs> At least it doesn't say you don't know that it does allowed. <laughs> like in Batman and Robin, <laughs> access allowed. Oh. Uh. <laughs> there's some insane stunts in this like some ridiculous like stunts that you know would have taken them weeks to do mm -hmm. and it just cracks me up no wonder so many people quit there had to have been a whole team of people like controlling the eyelashes yeah. of the <laughs> dinosaur and making making it say all these words accurately and stuff it's just so ridiculous i can't i would love to meet 
somebody who worked on this movie and just grilled them on how what a ridiculous set that it was. In fact, we probably should have done that for this episode. See if Jonathan Butel would have come on and let us know how it was because, oh my gosh, what an insane movie. It, it makes no sense other than, you're right, other than the fact that they looked at a Venn diagram of like, you know, Netflix made House of Cards. <laughs> you know, yeah. right? People love Fincher and they love Kevin Spacey and they love uh, British drama House of Cards. So let's just do that. I had to have done that with 1990. They, people love Jurassic Park and Whoopi's peaking right now. And mm-hmm. Lethal Weapon is the number one selling thing on <laughs> iBlockbuster. So let's combine them. Yeah. I, what's fun, even funnier to me is that this movie actually sold. That uh, Jonathan Butel actually. Mm-hmm made this and then was able to take this concept and idea to a studio and say, okay, here's what I got here and hear me out here. Anthropomorphic futuristic society where dinosaurs never were extinct, I, but now they're cops. I think, but that's, he hit enough keywords like we're talking about where the, the, the executives are like, that's, I'm titillated. I mean, think about it, dude, this could be mighty ducks meets Jurassic park meets lethal weapon. And they're like, make it. He's asking for sixty million. I think we can get him for thirty-five. Let's make this movie. It's it's great. We should do that now. We should do like a we should mad libs a bunch of twenty twenty stuff and see if we can sneak thirty million out of Hulu That's or true. something. Uh, gosh, we should be doing that already. Why not? Yeah. Who cares? Okay, we got Cara Delavine. <laughs> yeah. In a <laughs> coronavirus drama. Mm-hmm. It's a directed contain- by Ava DuVernay. Okay. <laughs> Sign me up. And then we make it for like eight hundred grand, and we just pocket the rest of the money. I think huh, you got your onto something there. Okay, I'll cool. call you after this episode. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Okay, the last the last real note I want to hit on with Theodore Rex, besides the fact that the movie exists, and I could go on just about how ridiculous that is, is uh, the the last line in the movie is they finally become police partners, which I guess they weren't. Up to the end yeah. of the movie, even though well, they you don't, were we don't solving know. crimes together, <laughs> we don't know the bureaucracy of the future. <laughs> you know, yeah. you might need to be more official to be official partners. Who knows? He says to her, he being Theodore, says to Whoopi, "I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship." Which you might know is the iconic line from Casablanca. Yeah, that is. Richard, I'll, I'll I'll end with this. Theodore Rex is mm. definitely, without question. <laughs> I know where you're going. I agree. Go ahead. 100%. No one can take this away from mm-hmm. Theodore Rex. It is the Casablanca of family, sci-fi, anthropomorphic, <laughs> buddy dinosaur, cop. buddy cop movies set in the future. There's no, I don't, there's no one No one can take that with away. With Whoopi Goldberg in them. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. is the Casablanca of that. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. more accurate. Because there yeah. are multiple. Just not all of them have Whoopi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they, yeah. No, I, you you can't take it away from it, and uh, and that that I think will be its legacy. It is the best of that genre. Exactly. There's no no one can take that away from it. That's gonna be my review on Rotten Tomatoes. Fresh. It's the Casablanca of it. Done. Well, uh, it's time to grade this thing out, man. I, I I think this is certainly not the worst movie we've done. Surprisingly. It's not. It's no, not, it's not bad. It's just oh, it's bad. Idea, it's bad. The <laughs> idea is so ridiculous. Is what makes it bad. It's like oh yeah, the script is dumb, but it's not like Battlefield Earth or Batman no, in, and Robin in, where in Whoopi's the best actor we've seen in a while. Like, yeah, this movie never would have worked <laughs> yeah. on any level. It's not like a Batman and Robin or Battlefield Earth or even Jack and Jill where it's like <laughs> okay, maybe with a great script and director, yeah. like there's something there that could. And again, it's better than bright. And better than bright. Yeah. Than <laughs> so bright. I'm going to give it a straight up F, just an F, because bright's an F minus. And so mm. just on that logic, it's an F. I'll give it an F minus minus. It doesn't get the three minuses. Okay. Because this, uh, of all, okay, of the movies we've done so far, Richard, mm-hmm. Air Bud, Jack yep. and Jill, Batman mm-hmm. and Robin, Battlefield Earth, Howard the Duck, Theodore Rex. What is your favorite to okay. if you rank those in terms of I would like probably I have go, to watch one again? I'd probably go Air Butter This would be tops. Yeah. 
Uh, Air Bud's by far the best one we've done. And yeah, that's about a golden retriever who plays basketball. So, yeah. uh, Jack and Jill is, I don't know. Howard the Duck, Jack and Jill, and Battlefield Earth are a tough low three. I, I would say Batman and Robin is probably a step up from those three, so that might be next on the list. And mm-hmm. then the, and I think Jack and Jill was the most offensive, Lee Bad. Like this is uh, the this is the worst of the worst. But yeah, yeah. So my top three films that we've done in the last two months would be Air Bud, Theodore Rex, and Batman and Robin. Screw you, guy who <laughs> ate a bat. <laughs> By the way, I should have said this at the outset. Theodore Rex is on YouTube. Mm. And I will put the link in the show notes God, description there you go. if you want to watch it for yourself. Yeah. We, Check it that, out. That way we can start for free working on our reboot. Exactly. Because I still think this has some legs. I think we can we can cater the content. I think we go grittier. Um, I think we make it kind of like a The Wire type crime world with a <laughs> dinosaur <laughs> as, a, as a, like a drug trafficking cop. And kind of lean into the zeitgeist a little more. And maybe we do some like Black Lives Matter versus Blue Lives Matters versus Dino Lives Matter stuff. We make it a little more socially responsible. And I think we have a masterpiece on our hands. That's what I'm thinking. Absolutely. <laughs> this is the, like I said, and I'll end with this. Uh-huh. It's the Casablanca mm-hmm. of family themes, anthropomorphic, dinosaur, sci-fi, sci-fi mm-hmm. movies starring Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> set in the future. Yeah, it's the Casablanca. It's, it's definitely the third best George Newborn Newborn film, <laughs> behind obviously the Two <laughs> Fathers of the Prides and those Sprint commercials. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Plot cool. keywords for this, uh, according to IMDb, plot keywords: mm-hmm. nightmare, exploding car, <laughs> genocide, child kidnapping, and buddy mm-hmm. cop. So that's you that's gotta <laughs> that's gotta bring up some weird searches. People, yeah, searches don't some bl- that if you're. Want to be Casey Anthony or whatever you can, but <laughs> yeah, words. all right. Well, let's end on a high note there. <laughs> there you go, Theodore Rex. Next week we're coming back strong with After Earth, and I'm excited for that because this is like I don't know how many six six years in the making, maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm have bailing. To I'm one. not. You're gonna just get on. And it's gonna be you. It's gonna be your payback. <laughs> no, no, no chance. <laughs> no chance. But I'm excited because there's a lot to go over there. Just about the making of the movie let alone the movie itself that is worth your time for sure yep so come back for that enjoy the vip episodes that we've got coming out this week total recall again and we had our ama last week so you can still get on that it's really fun and uh sign up for the discord it's really fun to uh, converse with all you guys and i'm going to do that right after we sign off here so i'm excited about that but richard if i were to find you on the interwebs where could i do that you can find me at Richard Barden, B-A-R-D-O-N, on all the different social and in the Discord channel and on the madaboutmoviespodcast.com website. Kent, I'm looking for you, man. Where can I find you? On the internet, at Kent Garrison on all social media platforms. And subscribe on the iTunes, on the Overcast, on the Spotify, wherever you find your podcast. Leave us five stars. If you enjoyed this episode at all, if it made you smile, laugh, helped you get through this time, we really appreciate positive reviews, and we try to shout a lot, shout out a lot of those on the show, so there's a chance you could hear your name on a future episode if you do that for us, we really appreciate it. But yeah, reach out on social media at Matter About Movies, or send us an email if you'd like as well. We'd love to keep in touch. But until next time, hopefully we'll see you soon at the cinema. See hey baby, I hear the blues are calling, tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face They're making me ya ya The salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again